All right, all right. <laughs> Welcome to my latest experiment. We've still got two minutes to go. Um, getting ready on all this organization. And uh, let's get everything going. I'd love to tell you that uh, so far today, everything has been smooth, but that would be one grand lie. <laughs> because indeed, as many things in life go, today was a bit bumpier. So, hello, Olivia. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Going to get going here. All right. So, welcome to my latest experiment, A Life Extraordinary. So, you'll all have to bear with me a little bit as I fall into this world of podcasting. It's uh, most definitely something new to me albeit I have been sharing my daily life for the last hmm, 10 years or so. So uh, I'm your host, the Expeditioners Roberto. I'm a photographer, videographer, explorer, kite surfer, um, sea kayaker, entrepreneur, airstreamer, and father of three under six. Oh, hello, Shireen. Thank you for joining me. That makes <laughs> double the people. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I'd love to tell you all about the stories of why I'm doing this, uh, what type of lifestyle I live, um, how we explore the world, um, all the adventures that we have, and of course, plenty of misadventures. Um, so it is indeed five now. So I guess I've officially started two minutes early. Um, We'll get this down pat soon enough, soon enough. So, uh, oh, hello, Polina. Hello, Michael. Thank you all for, for coming along. So uh, I'll take this from the beginning once again, now that, uh, now that I've multiplied by five. <laughs> so uh, my name's Roberto. Um, I'm a 39-year-old um, influencer, photographer, videographer, show host. I've been doing this for... A fair bit of time now, you know, in, in the early days when I would uh, go tell people, hey, I'm a Facebooker and I'd go to trade shows and I'd go uh, all over the world for, for my photography work and, and tell people, hey, I'm a Facebooker. Um, they'd tell me, what's Facebook? So, uh, so that tells you already that I've been doing this for a fair bit amount of time. Um, so, so I'm one of the early, early influencers and I like to tell people that, you know, um, I, when I first started, you know, I'd get a jacket in exchange for, uh, some photos and then, then I'd get tents and some sleeping bags. And then gradually I'd be like, Oh, Hey, uh, to the company, you know, I've been shooting for you for a couple months now and you're pretty stoked with the content. So can I get some money? And so then brands started paying a thousand bucks here and two there. And, and then, uh, and then gradually, you know, the whole concept started to steamroll and, uh, it's actually one of my friend's. Uh, Wang Su, that was uh, one of the early expeditioners with us that came up with the expeditioner name because um, the expeditioners isn't actually a word. Uh, the real word is expeditionaries, but uh, that doesn't sound too, too uh, expeditioner, does it? So, so we went with the expeditioners. So I'm here on Colin. You know, it's an interactive platform, and I, and I really do think that it's uh, something unique and new in that we'll be able to interact, I'll be able to ask questions, and, um, and then you'll be able to call in, um, pun not intended, um, and, then, and then we can take it from 
from there. Um, this first episode um, is, is really just a bit of an intro to who I am and to what I do. Um, it'll, you know, I, I that the main uh, story that I want to tell you guys uh, on this episode is, is definitely one of misadventure and, and how I lost my wife in, in the wild. But I will get to that down the road. We've still got plenty of time. Um, so for those unaware, this is how I make a living. Not the podcasting, but on the uh, shooting photos, videos. Um, if you can find us on Instagram under the Expeditioners and Facebook as well. Uh, we've had a show on Discovery Channel that had 90 million impressions. Um, that was with my, my wife. Uh, Bella, and then uh, and then with Jeep as well. We took different Jeeps all over Canada, um, doing different adventures, um, and that's one of the major projects that I've had uh, when it comes to being on television. It was in English and French. Um, je ne sais pas si vous. Now, I'll take a step back here. I'll have a sip of my water or wine. Who knows what it is? Mm. And, uh, and I think I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off with telling you about my first, I guess, misadventure date with my lady. Um, now, for those that have been following our adventures in the past, um, we are avid bushmen. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the forest, kayaking, canoe tripping, um, and all of that. So that gives you a little bit of a of the background uh, and how it began. But I've been with my lady for going on 15 years now. And we have three little ones, uh, a boy named Mikio of five, a little girl named Katarina of three, and the fresh one out of the womb, four months old, Ariella. But let's go back 15 years a little bit and, uh, and jump into when I first met my significant other who became my partner in adventure and life. So, um, so I met this lovely girl and I met her in, in around October. So it wasn't the, the, the time to go canoe tripping or camping. So, so we dated and everything was going really well and we went skiing, but, but no backcountry adventure uh, had happened yet between us until um, May came along. And May, as my best friends know for the last 20 years, is the time when I go uh, camping. So, uh, so the, of course, May 19th comes around. And what's the first thing that I tell my, my lady that we're going to do? Uh, and that is that we're going to go on a canoe trip. Now, this lady of mine, you'll see on social media and Instagram and all that is, is a very adventurous gal. And she does multitude of sports and climbs and hikes and bikes and all that jazz. But it wasn't always so. She was once upon a time a Gucci belt wearing, purse carrying, uh, dressed to the nines uh, kind of girl. And, uh, and I, let's be honest while we're at it, was a businessman at the time. So, so we were both taking the journey of becoming um, photographers, videographers together. But I digress. So let's go back to our first canoe camping date, um, or as I would call our first backcountry misadventure and it began before the trip even began um, we kicked out to a place called Papino Labelle which is uh, a phonic reserve uh, wilderness area in a few hours from from Montreal 
And as, as many on the East Coast know, spring is a time of bugs, flies, and all those little creatures that campers so dearly love. Um, and so we were pulling down this long gravel road. She's quite excited, quite wary. Um, she's like, what the hell is this? Where's this guy taking me? <laughs> Will I come out alive? <laughs> One of those types of long gravel roads deep into the wilderness. And, uh, and so we park at what is the Puddin. And uh, at this Puddin, we, uh, the canoe's on the roof, right? And, uh, and so we take, uh, we, we get out of the cars and, and the, the bugs are vicious. I mean, flies, uh, mosquitoes, sandflies, everything in between is swarming and buzzing around us. Now, myself, having been in this lifestyle for, for a long time, uh, didn't mind whatsoever. Um, but my lady, on the other hand, well, she was you know, swatting them and trying to get away from them and, and really pretty much freaked out by them to, to call a spade a spade. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, this, this is going to be interesting. And of course, you know, we in here in, up, up in Canada, we've got horse flies, we've got moose flies, um, and we've got black flies. So a black fly is your little guy. Um, moose fly is your big guy. And uh, horse fly is somewhere in between there. But uh, so she's swatting and batting and spraying as much as she can all around. And, and she just, a big one comes straight at her and she's behind the car, uh, the SUV, and she jumps and turns and she smacks her head on the canoe, uh, which is still on top of the car, obviously, and just like bursts into tears. <laughs> That's when I thought to myself, hmm, this is going to be a very interesting day. And she's like crying and I don't want they going to be obviously three, four day trip. So relax, it's okay. All will be well. And uh, she's like, oh, all right, it's all good. And, and uh, she's a steely girl. So she's, you know, she was like, all right, I can do this. I can take this. And um, and so we, we start, we keep taking stuff out of the back of, of the truck and stuff. And then suddenly I turn and I see her swatting and batting. And once again, a bug's going straight at her. And before I can say a word, she's jumped and turned again, freaked out by some horsefly buzzing straight for her eye. And she smacks her head a second time on the canoe. <laughs> and this is when I thought, well, it was a good relationship while it lasted. I guess that's the end of it. <laughs> mm. And of course, burst into tears. And I'm like, please, 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 please. Just first thing, just help me get the canoe off the car. And so we did. Um, and, and uh, you know, she gradually got uh, into the canoe trip and all went well. And But uh, but I love to say that story because it is one, when you see Expeditioners Bella, as, as she's called, but her name is Shireen. Um, you'll you'll think that she's always been this extraordinary um, backcountry athlete, but indeed, as all things do, it began somewhere. And in this case, it began by smacking her head twice on the canoe before we had ever taken it off the car. So, so that's 
our first canoe trip adventure. Um, when, you know, we've come a long way from them, from, from then, uh, from wearing uh, cotton shirts and cotton socks and all those things that now we know not to do. Um, and then we started our, our lifestyle of going on backcountry canoe trips and whatnot. And that gradually developed into becoming sea kayakers. And, and then after we, we dove into sea kayaking, then we started a lot of international travel. And all throughout, um, I began reaching out to brands and saying, hey, you know, can we get some gear in exchange uh, for, for, uh, for our promotion or for our content? And at the time, we didn't have any reach, so, so that didn't mean much to say for our promotion. <laughs> but for our content, yes. And, and, you know, content has always been gold. And, and, uh, and I think there's many cycles in social media where they, companies want, I want reach and then they want content. Um, and so, um, so that's where the journey began of the Expeditioners, because um, we started to exchange with companies and realized that we had something going on there. Um, and then that developed into hotels and luxury travel and, um, and trips around the world. I've been to 45 or so countries so far. Uh, before the age of two and a half, my little boy had been on 60 flights. And I say two and a half because it was just about when the pandemic started. So the pandemic years kind of... <laughs> Took a, took a hack at our international travel, um, but we're back at it. Um, and so, so that's how our concept first began. And that's when, you know, uh, I'll reach back a little bit to the earlier in the podcast when I was saying that we would tell brands that we are Facebookers. Um, and because we started to use that platform uh, to post our pictures and, and our friends and family um, were the first ones that were looking at these photos and videos and they, they would say, oh, yeah, hey, you know, that's pretty neat. and That's pretty cool. Um, why don't you do something with this and whatnot? Um, indeed, it's only we only really started to think about making the concept into a concept when uh, thanks to social media, when when friends and family were saying like, hey, you know what you do is so different. Um, maybe you should do something with that. And so and so that's when we started uh, asking brands and companies to do exchanges and, and whatnot. And we've come a long, long way. Um, you know, we, we live very well off of this, I would say. Uh, we have a wonderful lifestyle with the best gear money can buy and um, trips in, in around the world in ways that uh, few, few, you know, few can imagine. Um, and that's how, uh, you know, the early days of the expeditioners began. Um, so I'll jump into... Another story about uh, with my lady, Shireen, Expeditioners Bella, um, except this time, this is the main one that I wanted to tell you about, is about the time I lost her in the wilderness, hundreds of kilometers away from the next human being. So, um, so on this trip, um, we were sea kayaking, and this was about, I'd say, to our relationship, when we were getting into the sea kayaking world, but we just switched from canoe trippers to sea kayakers. And uh, unlike a canoe, when where both people are, or three people or both people are in one vessel, um, in this case, uh, a sea, our sea kayaks are uh, single person sea kayaks. So, um, so what we did is we were on this massive, massive body of kilometers long by about eight kilometers wide but in this body of water near a myriad of islands uh spot the area so uh so we'd been we were on day four of our canoe trip and uh, we were supposed to be coming back to the car 
um, that evening. Um, in the morning, we woke up, and as we would keep our food in the in the in the kayaks, um, we and, and there's compartments where you can put the food, and then you close it, so it's uh, almost as good as hanging in a tree. But that morning, there were bare footprints all around the kayak, and uh, and we were fine, and everything went well, and we knew it was a black bear and, and whatnot. But it's interesting to note this because of what happens later on in our story. So we're sea kayaking, and um, as as it goes when when you're in your own kayak, we go at different speeds. So I'm going on the left, and and uh, and she's on the right, and and I and we've we're about uh, 50 meters away from each other, and I, and we hit an island, and uh, and I tell her, hey, you go around the right, and I'll go around the left of the island, um, and we thought, hey, why not? You know, cool. So. We're going and going and going, and, and the island keeps going. And 50 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters. And suddenly I thought to myself, geez, it's, maybe it isn't an island. And, uh, and it's, if, do I double back? Will she double back? And then we become uh, a cat chasing its tail. So I just kept going and going and going. And I was starting to get pretty stressed out because, you know, um, we, this was still early on in our backcountry adventure uh, lifestyle. And I thought to myself, you know, if I lose my lady and this girlfriend at the time uh, in the Quebec wilderness, what will people think? <laughs> some, you know, ta- tangent to some more recent strange stories that we've seen on the news. But <laughs> so I thought, oh, geez, you know, this is going to be, what's going to happen? What could happen to her? So we, um, so I kept paddling and paddling and I really, I, you know, I'm a really strong paddler and I started churning water and it must've been about a kilometer and a bit long Island. And I get to the end of the Island and I just sit there in my kayak and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and there's nobody arriving around the Island. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to paddle towards her. And that way I will uh, meet her on the other end, expecting that, of course, hopefully she continued going. So, so I start going around the island and I'm headed towards her um, and nothing and nothing and nothing. Oh, later on, I find out that, um, well, she had doubled back. So she panicked on her side of the island and thought, oh, geez, this isn't an island. I better go back to him. And so she started to go back and follow the way I came. So we literally were a cat chasing its tail around this island in the wilderness with hundreds of kilometers from the next human being or any help that we could have whatsoever. No phone signal, obviously. Um, no, uh, in her boat, we, were, we only had food. Hence why the bear had been around the boat that day, that morning. In my boat, we had the emergency beacon, the tents, the sleeping bags, and all the gear that, uh, that I was at that very moment uh, wishing that she had in her boat. So I go all the way around the island, back to the beginning of it, and she's still not there. So that's when panic mode set into a different level and adrenaline really kicks it up a notch. Um, so, so then I thought to myself, you know what, what would be the, the most logical thing would be that maybe she paddled back to our campsite of last night and, and that we're going to meet there. So, so I paddle all the way back uh, to the campsite, and which was about four kilometers away. So it took me about half an hour to get there. 
and nothing. She's not there. But when I get to the beach, there's just tons of bear print paws everywhere. And I thought, oh, boy. You know, she's going to, if if night comes upon us, and it was already pretty late in the day. In danger because of that, because she doesn't have any of that. So, uh, so I didn't find her at the camp spot. And, and then I started paddling back to the island. And at this point, it's been about an hour and a half um, that we've been separated and that we can't find each other on this massive body of water with a myriad, like, archipelagos of islands everywhere. So, and, and on the East Coast, everything looks the same in the forest. You know, the coastline of the forest looks all the same. Each island looks all the same. And there is nobody. Um, so I reach a point where I've gone back to the camp. I've gone around the island twice. And then I thought the only the only other thing I can imagine is that she's headed towards the car. But who has the map? I do. <laughs> so, so again, real panic starts to set in. You know, I, I have myself shed some tears saying like, oh, geez, what type of situation have I gotten us into? And so I start to, to, to paddle back towards the car, thinking to myself, you know what? It's, I lost her. She's, she's, she's gone. Um, I am going, I need to get help and I need to get to the car. I need to drive a hundred or so kilometers, get some help and then come back. Um, and just as I'm, you know, on the middle of this um, section of, of the, the reservoir lake because in, they, there are many, many lakes connected. Um, and, and I turn in my sea kayak and I see the glint of a paddle, maybe about 300 meters away or so, 200 meters away. And, uh, and it looks like a glint or is it the sun just reflecting because the sun was setting. Um, and uh, I said, you know what, I'll check it out. And, uh, and as I was getting closer, I could hear yelps and screams of like, Hey, I'm here. And uh, I thought she was going to kill me. <laughs> but uh, so when I pulled up my kayak uh, next to her, but we just hugged and cried and were happy. And, and that was the story of the first time <laughs> or that I lost my, my wife, or well, at the time, girlfriend uh, in the wild. So, you know, part of the adventures that we do is really throwing ourselves out into the wild at an earlier age. Uh, and into backcountry sports. Um, and that's one of the things, oh, hello, Jose Pablo, <laughs> that, uh, that has been part of our uh, learning to become expeditioners. So, uh, so let me see now. I'm just going to play around here with the app and see how do I open up to you guys to see if you guys have any questions regarding our adventures. So let's go over here and I'm back to this section into the episode. Okay, here we go. I've got Olivia and I can take a caller here. Hello, hello. Hi. Awesome first episode. And um, I believe that I can't hear anything because my microphone is plugged into the phone directly. And my, 
my apologies, Olivia. My that's okay. And then I believe my uh, earphones are not connected, working. So I will have to try this taking the callers thing on the next one, I believe. My apologies, everyone. Let's see. Let's see if I could do this. what happens here. Okay. Oh, uh, let me see. Let's try this again. Invite to speak. Hello, Olivia. Hi. Can you hear me? Oh no, I cannot hear anything, and that is oh, likely no. okay, I think a it's technical your, issue your on my behalf up. here that I will have to have corrected for the next one, um, because. Yeah, I think I'm going my apologies, Olivia. I think I'm going to have to figure out the earphone side of this for for the next uh, episode. Um, because right now I've got a lavalier mic plugged into my phone. Um, and there we go. Well, my apologies, guests. Um, we definitely will figure that one out down the road. So I will but in future call in and then just like um um but first a glass of wine i mean water water of course water mm. That is a very delicious water. <laughs> um, so we've been uh, doing this for about, uh, hmm, so it comes on for, I guess, as a concept with the Expeditioners, about 10 years now. And one of the ways we make a pretty incredible lifestyle, and uh, that's the the name of the, close to the name of the show, that's uh, An Extraordinary Life, um, is that we've found a way kind of to hack into uh, living well. And what do I mean by that? Well, when it comes to spectacular gear that uh, that is maybe tens of thousands of dollars in certain cases, um, and that I've never had a relationship with a brand, um, then we do an exchange. And we say, hey, you know, you're going to give us this uh, camper van in Australia for four weeks that's normally six grand uh, to rent, and they won't pay us, but they'll give us the camper and then we are able to uh, create some content for them. And we were some of the really early ones uh, doing this, particularly with social media. So much so that actually that camper van story of Australia is, is a real one. And nine years later, uh, the same company sponsored us in New Zealand, Brits Camper Vans, um, because the social media marketing lady at the time uh, was the same one nine years later, moved up a few echelons. And she was like, hey, you guys were the first ones that I ever worked with. So uh, so, so we were one of the first, you know, people and, and, and uh, concepts that understood that you can hack into a lifestyle by looking in at many different ways of doing it. So, um, so when it comes to hotels, villas, um, Airbnbs, we do an exchange. And one of our really neat things to do when we need... Um, for example, in, in these days, a, a hotel, is that we request it very close to when we need it. And that way, the hotel is often like, oh, well, if I've got a, availability, you guys seem to create some pretty awesome content and you've got a really neat concept. So yeah, sure, why not? But if I was to request that months in advance, then they might be like, well, you know, 
we don't know if we'll be fully booked or not. So we don't want to lose out on a room um, when we could have actually uh, you guys. Um, we, we don't want to lose out on a room in case uh, if we were hosting. It. So, so that's one of my hacks that I reach out to lodging companies right before I need it. Because that way, if it's available, you know, as long as they seem they find you to be interesting enough and that the content you create is neat enough, they will say yes. And so that was has been for, for the last oof, 10, 15, 10, 10 years, one of my best hacks on uh, being an influencer and photographer and videographer. Because one of the things you most need when you travel to destinations is uh, the lodging. Um, and if you can figure out the lodging for free, um, then, then you can stay there for long periods of time. And so we stay in Turks and Caicos for, for months. Sometimes we've stayed in Tulum for a couple of months. We've stayed in Akumal. We've stayed um, in, in Europe. We've had the camper vans in Iceland. We've been to Iceland six times. And every time, pretty much everything from car rental to camper vans is, is sponsored. And so it really doesn't cost us anything more to be at that destination aside from the flights. Um, and that's one of the, another one of the hacks of, of figuring out, you know, like, okay, if we can make almost everything get sponsored at destination, then we are able to stay there pretty much as long as we want. Um, and so that's one of the sides of the expeditioners that's allowed us to be to 40 countries or so and to have been to so many destinations for such long periods of time. Now, another neat thing about the expeditioners and how we're able to create you know, such such unique and, and spectacular content, um, particularly in the photos and videos, is that let's say you're on a regular shoot. You got four days to shoot. On a normal production, you'd have five people shooting that jacket or those pants. But what if it's raining those five days and the weather is miserable and it's like Iceland and you've got 45 kilometer an hour winds coming at you sideways? Well, um, weeks in Iceland or two months in Turks and Caicos or to create weather, but we'll obviously get the sunny and the nice days as well. So, so when we come back from those trips, Companies are like, wow, how did this guy get, you know, the sunny shots with the jacket and the pants and, and the, oh, look, the perfect sunset shots with, with the gear because we're big about product. You know, I'll go on to that next one. But it's because we're there for a long period of time. So we have the window of opportunity to create um, while in good weather or, or to have the window of opportunity to see kayak out to somewhere where if the weather was bad, we couldn't even go anyways. So that's hack number two. Um, definitely having the right weather due to the long period of time, which is thanks to uh, having found great accommodation basically for free. The next one, um, I guess, uh, comes into line that is, is building the relationships with, with all of these brands. You know, with many of them, it began with a jacket and now it's been annual ambassadorships um, where, where we do make a pretty penny. Um, but, but those relationships, you know, got built over time for sure. Um, but but where I was going with this next third part, I guess, is, is that the whole person-to-person -person connection when you want to be an influencer is really important because um, I've often met uh, photographers and videographers who have, 
you know, huge followings. And then you talk to them. Oh, oh my God. It's like a wall is more interesting. So, so I think character and personality is really important. Um, joviality uh, as well, of course. And, um, and that's, you know, another side of how we made uh, our lifestyle possible. Now, another big thing is our job is to shoot great quality gear, cars, camper vans, hotels, luxury villas, um, watches, jackets, skis, boots, e-bikes, um, mountain bikes, printers. I could keep going and going and going. So in order for me to do my job and for us to do our job, I have to have all that stuff. So in the old days, I would go into mech stores and REIs and places like that and spend hours and hours perusing all this gear. And I would spend all my money that we made buying the equipment to do the adventures that I love to do because we love lots of different sports. And, and one of the re- things by hacking into this influencer um, lifestyle, which frankly, before there was an influencer name, I was doing this, which... A, either makes you think I'm super old or B, <laughs> is interesting. Um, but but this, this influencer thing was, you know, we were on to this far, far, far uh, before it, it was a concept. But anyways, I digress. The gear um, is what I love, you know, because the gear facilitates doing all of the adventures. If I don't have a sea kayak, then I can't do my expeditions. If I don't have a carbon bike, then I just don't have the best ride one can take to go down with Sir Blackcomb. And so that allows, you know, I love gear because it allows me to live, you know, hack into this lifestyle that I, that I enjoy so much. Um, and so the companies have to give me the gear in order for me to shoot it. And I have a policy that I don't give anything back. Um, and so that's been, you know, a big part of making just an extraordinary life for us, which is that brands it's christmas like every day in or every couple days in our household um because we're constantly receiving the newest gear the newest colors uh from companies uh to shoot and and so that so it's not always it's not all about the money because if i was going to spend the money just on that buying that gear anyways well i just hopscotched it to getting the gear and on top of that getting getting paid um you'd be flabbergasted (laughs) if i told you uh, the value of what we get annually, uh, but it's impressive. It's it's definitely definitely impressive. So so these are just you know some of the different hacks and ways that I've I've figured out in in living this this I, I'd like to say yeah it's an extraordinary life um, because not only do we have the best gear money can buy the best jackets the nicest and 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 I love quality gear I'm not going to lie to you I don't <laughs> I don't wants to send me some shoes i'll pass <laughs> send me the 400 top of the line so this is just one of a, a lifestyle a way of living um that frankly you know it's, it's been it's been spectacular um what else would i i guess jump into when it comes to how we've made this life, uh, lifestyle. Oh, I guess the attitude is a big one too. Um, you know, in order to be able to get the hotel room that you're only asking the hotel the week before for the room, you would have to have an attitude of nonchalance and, and one where you're relaxed 
enough so to say like, hey, we don't have lodging next week. We don't know where we're going to stay. But, hey, let's reach out to a few hotels and see what, what, what they say. Um, and, and getting rejected, you know, that's, that's part of the game. Um, throwback to it was our honeymoon. So that would be seven or eight years ago now. And, and my wife said, you know what? I'll pay the plane tickets to Turks and Caicos. And you take care of everything else. So at that time, we only shot tents, sleeping bags, jackets, canoe gear, backcountry gear, sports equipment, things like that. And Turks and Caicos is a very, very expensive uh, group of islands and Providencialis in particular. And you're looking at a minimum of 300, excuse me, uh, US a night to have, uh, to have just lodging. So I reached out to hotels. I reached out to car companies and every answer I got back was, nope, sorry, we're full. Nope, sorry, we're busy. Uh, and I was, you know, crushed. I was like, oh boy, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't work for, for luxury stuff because at the time I had never tried to do the luxury stuff. And it only began after this, that trip. And you know what? I, 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 I waited three, four days, I think, to get answers back and all the answers were negative. Um, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to give it one more go and I'm going to tweak my email just a little bit. And so that's what I did. I, I tweaked my email, um, which was just saying I was being, and this is a big tip, um, very, very clear on what I was giving them and what they would get in return. So being succinct on your proposal is always very important. Um, and so I said, you know what, this is what I'd like. I'd like three nights at your hotel. I'd like uh, five nights of five days of your car rental. I've like this restaurant, et cetera, et cetera, but very clear. And I'm going to give you 50 photos of this 30 of that lifestyle and brands love the lifestyle content because you know, for a hotel, sure. They've got all the pictures of the rooms they want, but when you also have pictures uh, of the activities that are done around the area, then they can give you a reason to go to their hotel, of course. So, um, so yeah, so that's one of the things that we did. And I reached out to another 10 hotels and villas and resorts. And every answer that came back was said, yes, we would love to have you, Roberto. We'd love to have your lady. Um, looks like you're going to have a special honeymoon. And we'd love to upgrade your room to the vice presidential suite and give you complimentary dinners. And that's one thing that's really neat about this whole photographer, videographer, influencer life is that they give you um, the red carpet service. So you get the bottle of wine when you arrive. You get the, the best uh, six-course meal that their Michelin chef will, will, has to offer. Um, and so they, they, they give you all these perks from it. But, uh, but I guess the, the moral of that part of the story is that that, that was a, a key pivot to going for us from just adventure gear and, and that type of, of stuff to going to luxury lifestyle. And we got $3,000 a day yachts loaned to us in exchange for us shooting. Um, and it was basically us shooting ourselves. So, so Bella would be swimming underneath the yacht and I'd take a half, half shot above and below. And in that one instance, I'm shooting for the yacht company. I'm shooting for the fins. I'm shooting for the mask. I'm shooting for the swimsuit she was wearing. I'm shooting for the Ikelite underwater housing that I'm using. And at the time, I wasn't shooting for the camera, but did come come to shoot the cameras as well. So 
So in one shot, I was able to, to cover many of the clients that I was shooting for. So that's just another tip on, on, on how to, to make this influencer lifestyle happen. And uh, wow, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> Today's show has been a little bit fast because, well, it's my... that I've made it to 40 minutes without pausing. <laughs> Maybe I should take a breather. Pause. Wait, some more water. And did I say wine or was it water? Mm. Today, and, and I'll leave you with today. Uh, oh, hey, Wangsu. Wangsu is one of the original expeditioners and uh, business partner on another business, but I'll tell you guys all about that down the road as, as you'll see the different hats that we wear as, as entrepreneurs uh, to make this lifestyle possible but i guess i'll leave you on why i am so frazzled today um the idea was for me to just take the kids for a lap of skiing on the mountain because mikio my little boy really really wanted to get out and it was one of those days where in the morning you don't know whether your kids will be jekyll and hyde and unfortunately we woke up to a jekyll and a hyde catalina was being awesome mikio was jekyll <laughs> and it was very difficult to get them out the door, particularly that they didn't want to wear, Mikio didn't want to wear the suit for one of the companies that we're shooting for. So in the end, he still wore their clothes, but he wanted the two-piece. But anyways, we got on the mountain. It's new ski. Everybody has new skis, including the kids. So everything's longer. They're not used to it. Um, Daddy was on new skis as well. Uh, it's all first days of the season, their first day. So everyone was... As we say in French, les deux pieds dans une bottine, uh, the two feet in one boot. Um, so we were all clumsy, klutzy, and uh, and the day got a lot longer than expected, and it took a lot more effort to get them down to the gondola. Before we were even there, my daughter was like, can I go to sleep in the gondola? So I had to carry her away, and then I wanted to get back on time to be able to prepare for my podcast, and I made it in time, and the microphone that I had wasn't working, <laughs> so... I jumped in my truck, drove an hour down to Squamish, grabbed uh, another microphone, and and everything looked great. I got home, I took it out of the box, and it turned out that it the it was a piece that goes in between the microphone and the um, the phone and uh, the earphone. So I got the new earphones and this and that, but then I wasn't able to plug it all in, and so literally five minutes before the show started. I'm like, I know I have a lavalier microphone somewhere in my storage here next door. So I jumped in, rummaged that, asked the wife to take the kids out of the house. And moments before, poured a glass of water, was it? <laughs> and got the show on the road. So I guess that sums it up for why I'm frazzled today. But uh, I appreciate those that did come on the call today. I'll be obviously posting this um, for many people and sharing it on all my platforms and whatnot. But for those that joined, Olivia, Shireen, Wansu, Paulina, Jose Pablo, thank you very much. Uh, grateful to have you on here. I will figure out all of this stuff for getting you guys on cue and talking and interacting. Um, but really appreciate you do downloading this calling up. And, and I guess the, the last thing I could say was, you know, I used to tell people um, that I'm a Facebooker. And they would say, what's Facebook? And I said, you know, it's this fantastic, fantastic application. Um, 
that uh, that I think is going to change uh, many things. And uh, lo and behold, it did. So I'd like to, to leave you with that tidbit because I think Colin has the same potential. Indeed, I become my own radio station and you can too. Um, and then we can interact and we can share on social and so much more coming down the pipeline. But uh, you may not have heard of Colin now, but uh, down the road, it might be a household name. So once again, I tip my hat, I raise my glass. Thank you for joining me on this first episode. Many, many more to come and uh, getting used to talking to myself <laughs> and looking forward to all the people that we'll have as guests on the show as well. So wishing you a very nice evening this time, this Saturday, November 27th from Whistler, British Columbia. Good night. <laughs>